Blair Kirkhoff is our guest. <laughs> Maybe not. Is Blair with us, Max? He's speechless. I am. Hey, guys. Hey, sorry about that. I, uh, I'm i usually only ignored by my wife, so I was surprised not to get an answer there, Blair. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's dig into the Chiefs. They're on the road against Buffalo. I haven't checked the weather forecast for Buffalo uh, today yet, but I'm presuming it's going to be really cold. Uh, the Chiefs performed very well in a really cold uh, weather situation in Kansas City over the weekend to beat Miami. Uh, this is uh, this shapes up as such an interesting game. Uh, these two teams are kind of becoming known for these playoff matchups, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. And as for the weather, it's supposed to be clear uh, and cold on Sunday. It's snowing there today. They're having more issues with snow up, up that way. And um, uh, I'm hoping there won't be any problems getting into Buffalo over the weekend. But for the game itself, um, no snow expected for the game and uh, like 20, 24 degrees, I think, at, at kickoff, which is balmy compared to what happened here on, on Saturday night. And, yeah, so third playoff meeting between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the first one that will be in Buffalo, and um, uh, and it will break the tie between those two quarterbacks. They're 3-3 three to three in their head-to-head series. I, I try to make the point in the story today that, I think this is the best quarterback rivalry currently in the NFL and has a chance to stand with uh, the best of all time if these guys continue to track the way they have been. I agree with that. Um, So Patrick Mahomes' first time on the road in the playoffs, and it's not like he's going to Houston or playing inside. He's going to a very, very, maybe the most hostile environment i i mean he's patrick mahomes but is there does that matter that he's going on the road for the first time just because it is the first time and he's never experienced it it it, it matters as a storyline this week and uh i i think if the chiefs lose on sunday it won't be because of where the game was played it would be because buffalo was the better team that day just as they've been the last three times they've met in the regular season buffalo has come to arrowhead uh, three times since 2020 and have, have walked out of Arrowhead a tough place to win with a victory. So that's, um, I think that'll make the difference. Mahomes, I, I haven't looked at, I, I saw someone tweet this earlier this week and I haven't, I haven't verified it, but I think Mahomes has uh, the same record, if not the same within a game or two, record at on the road as he does at home in, in terms of well, it's only been regular season games of course because as you were saying this is his first playoff game away from it's not either a neutral side or at home um so the, he's performed well on the road the Chiefs certainly have performed well on the road under Andy Reid and, and and I'll I'll push back a little bit on the idea that it's the first road game they did play the Tampa Bay Bucks in the Super Bowl in Tampa Stadium yeah so, true and, but but the NFL does acknowledge that as a as a home or a road game for one of the teams. It's a neutral site, and it was the COVID year, so there were only about twenty five thousand people in the stands anyway. So um, uh, he will. This is the first first time he's played in a a, a road environment, anything like uh, you know what we expect road environments to be. Blair Kirkhoff is our guest from the Kansas City Star. We're talking Chiefs Buffalo coming up Sunday. 5.30 kickoff. You can hear it on our sister station, KNSS, uh, with Mitch Holtis. Uh, so 
how much do we trust the Chiefs? They were they were good against Miami. Their defense was very very good. Uh, how much do we trust this team now, uh, given their ups and downs during the regular season? Yeah, they had plenty of them. Um, the thing that I take from the Chiefs in recent weeks, and I'll, I'll use the last game of the regular season where the starters play, so not the Chargers game in week 18, but the Bengals game at Arrowhead the week before that, and then the Dolphins playoff game as signs that things are back on track as much as they can be with this roster. Um, they, you know, they, they won both games comfortably and uh, they had to kick a lot of field goals. Their red zone offense uh, is not you know, scoring touchdowns, and that's a problem. It's great to have Harrison Butker on your team, and he, he's made a million field goals this year, and he's, um, he's only missed a couple. So all that's great. Uh, th- that's the thing that gives me a little reason to pause is they don't seem to be getting touchdowns or settling for field goals. You absolutely can't do that against Buffalo. I just don't see that happening. But at least – they, you know, in those two games, um, they didn't kill themselves with penalties, with uh, turnovers, and uh, drop passes, which has kind of, kind of defined the team through its mid-season malaise. You know that when you look at any of the losses, including the one to Buffalo and the Eagles to the, you know, on Christmas Day to the Raiders, which was an embarrassing loss, all those things occurred and, and conspired against the Chiefs. And, um, and and that didn't happen in the last two games that the starters have played. So they've got that going for them, and that, that's a good thing. Of course, both of those games are in Kansas City, and Buffalo will be a, definitely a different um, snowball-throwing environment for, for them. And the defense has just been so good all year, seems to get better by the game. I'm, it, it's just for those who are used to watching the Chiefs put up points in, you know, by the truckload and and uh, and watching Patrick Mahomes pile up the stats, this isn't that team. It doesn't happen. You know, good sign is Rashi Rice, the wide the rookie wide receiver, has played his best ball here lately. And, um, and, and but but is that going to be enough to for the Chiefs to put you know 20, 24, 27 points on the board, uh, which I which is what I think they're going to need to win on Sunday. I was going to ask you about Rashi Rice and. How sustainable, how real you think his his recent uh, emergence has been, and how that might shape how uh, the Chiefs build their roster in the in the near future. Yeah, that's a good question. Build their I, offense. Yeah, yeah, I I do think that um, his, his you know that he caught eight passes for 130 yards in the, in the terrible conditions on Saturday night, which you know best game as a pro. So that's that's a great sign. And uh, I, I think he's a star, a future star in the NFL. And Chiefs made a wise decision with him in the in the draft last year. He's gotten better throughout the year, but he really is the only reliable wide receiver target. Maybe the the one that Mahomes trusts the most at this point. And and they're going to have to build on that. I think going forward, they're either going to have to draft or sign in free agency a, a top notch wide receiver to go along with Rashi Rice. And I think if the Chiefs do that, if they get a, you know, a 1A or a 1B, you know, a 1 or a 1A um, alpha dog type of wide receiver, that'll help Travis, Travis Kelsey. Um, we all assume he'll be back next year. 
his numbers were down a little bit from previous years, but teams could afford to double team and, and really bother Kelsey in a way that that hasn't happened in recent years. I think with a, you know, a, another top receiving threat, it'll open things up for Kelsey uh, next season and, uh, and, and, and the Chiefs offense won't be settling for field goals the way they did this year. A couple uh, moments here left with Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Blair, we've both been around a long time. I don't know that I've ever witnessed uh, more optimism and happiness amongst KU and K-State fans pertaining to both of their programs, Jerome Tang and, uh, and uh, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, of course Bill Self and Lance Leipold at Kansas. Uh, this is unusual, unprecedented. Do you agree? Uncharted waters. Yep, there there really is hasn't been a time quite like this, where all four of those teams, those programs, um, to me the expectation is bowl game in football and NCAA tournament in basketball, um, and I, I just don't remember. I, I'm sure I, I can't say I'm sure, but I assume it's happened once or twice in you know in the history of of those schools. But I but I don't ever recall expecting it to happen the way I seem to expect it to happen now because of the coaches and the leader, the coaches of those programs and the leadership at those schools. And um, it really is a, it really is a good time to be a fan of K-State and KU and their major sports and heck, throwing women's basketball at K-State right now, the way that the, the, that team is rolling. So yeah, that's amazing too. Times and, it comes at it comes at this odd time in conference realignment history, right? With you know the Big Twelve surviving and and looking great, and I can't wait till next football season should be very competitive, and KU and K State should be picked to finish certainly in the upper division and have a chance to win it. But but are they going to be seen eventually as a you know an inferior league to the SEC and in, in the Big Ten? I, I don't know about that. I, I I think that's one of the questions I find myself at, I find myself asking as we. You know, as we, you know, but in between seasons here in football, is what what's the future of the Big Twelve going to be, and how is it going to be viewed nationally, in in what seems to be a, a two conference landscape, a major conference landscape in college sports. All interesting stuff, Blair. Always good. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, great talking to you guys. Take care.